Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at Grace Baptist Church. We'd also love to connect with you online at gracekettering.org. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the episode. We're going to turn back to John chapter number seven and refresh our minds about where we are this year, John chapter number seven. And then we're going to jump into this a little bit more practical and detail-oriented tonight, and I trust that it'll be a blessing and encouragement. Everything that we are doing, we need to approach by prayer, and so that's why we took time for prayer even this evening, just to ask the Lord to help us, uh, uh, help us very much. And so let's look at John chapter 37 and verse number 7, John 7 and verse number 37, there is no 37 to John. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. Let's read together. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. As we approach tonight in uh, Vision Night and as we look at this year ahead of us, I do want us to remember this. We can be overwhelmed by the different opportunities that are out there. We can be overwhelmed by all that there is to do. And there's still a few more in here, Brother, Brother Frank up on towards the front. We can be overwhelmed by the things that we need to do or maybe the things that God has laid upon us. But I want us to have this in our hearts, that if we are abiding in Christ and we are finding satisfaction in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it will make doing His will so much the easier. It's not something that we as much exert, though there is work in serving Jesus. There is toil. Work for the night is coming. Does not the song writer say that? Work for the night is coming. And so there is toil. And, and, and uh, my friend uh, Chad Connolly, who heads Faith Wins, uh, sometimes he, uh, he'll have people to, to say, hey, you guys must be tired. He goes, no, we're exhausted. We're exhausted, right? We're just plain tuckered out. And you know, work in the ministry and the work of God sometimes is exhausting. But when it's flowing from the inside, when it's something that is motivated by the satisfaction that the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing to our hearts, it totally changes the game. You're not running on fumes, and God does expect us to uh, take time to rest. He himself uh, found desert places. There were times that he couldn't even so much as eat because he was so thronged with people, and he does expect us to take time to rest. But what I'm trying to get at is the fact that when the river of living water is flowing from us, it's something that just happens. And it's just like even as we've uh, referenced several times and uh, the Lord is illustrating for us today in the life of our brother Tom, uh, just that, that effortless, there it is. There's the life of Christ. There's the presence of Christ encouraging, renewing, giving life to other people even in the darkest moments of our life. And so we want that. We, we crave that. And I, I, I believe it's important that we grab a hold of this. If we cannot serve Jesus in that way, we must stop and we must go back to our relationship and get that right. We must pause. There has to be that, that getting alone with God. Otherwise, so much of what we do is outside of the, 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 the empowering of the Holy Spirit of God. We risk not having his blessing upon our work. And we risk uh, doing much labor without, uh, without much fruit. Remember in John chapter number 15, he said when we abide in him, 
and he abides in us, the same bringeth forth a little bit of fruit, a little more fruit. How much? Much fruit. Much fruit. It's his will that we bring forth much fruit, but it happens through the, the ministry and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And so as we have noted this, this year, as we started out, the importance of being in the Word, but the importance of prayer. And I want to urge you tonight just to open up your hearts to what God might have for us and uh, don't look at circumstances. Uh, ask God to give you a vision that is, that is beyond what we see around us in the world, even in the Christian community. And ask Him to give, Lord, what do you want us to do? What do you want to accomplish through my life this year? Don't look at your, your shortcomings. Don't look at your limitations, the, the things that you say, boy, I, I've never done that before. Ask God to give you a vision bigger than, your, um, bigger than yourself. Ask God to to show you what he wants you to engage in in this year and by faith seek it and uh, the lord will do great and mighty things through us as we seek him in prayer great uh call unto me and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not and so we want to approach all of this by prayer i'm going to jump right into this i preach my heart uh, concerning the theme of our year and i trust that the lord will deepen that in our hearts and He'll help us to meditate upon that throughout this week, and it'll be a blessing as we, uh, as we go. But I want us to look, first of all, inside of our vision guide tonight, and I want us to look at that first, that first page inside, the th on the, the three panels there uh, on the inside, and I want us to uh, look at this matter of relationship goals. You can see on the back that there is some, uh, some past themes that the Lord has brought us through, and certainly uh, the Lord has been very good to us. There's some key events. You also have the calendar out there. I encourage you to hang that up in a prominent place in your house and continue to pray over it. But this page here, the relationship goals. I want us to remember, back to the first Sunday of the year, we uh, read from Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, if you know it, say it with me, uh, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. There's a reason why the Lord uh, prompted my heart towards that this, this year, and, and to start out the year with that, because uh, nothing else matters if that isn't right. Nothing else matters if we're not delighting in the Word of God. Uh, our relationships that, that we will have within this church body, our relationships that we'll have in the community, all of them are going to be affected by our relationship with the Word of God, and particularly our relationship with Christ himself, because he is the Word. So our relationships will only be life-giving as they are Christ-saturated, as Christ is in our lives and as he is satisfying us, then we can satisfy and help other people. And so I, I can't stress enough the importance of you and I tending to the basics, tending to the basics every day of this year. Don't get past, well, you know, uh, I, I read my Bible. No, that's, that's the basics. That's so very important. If you're going to have strength to minister and to love others, that's where it starts. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Let's not just check off uh, the checklist, but let's delight in the law of the Lord. Uh, you, can, you can delight in God's word. Uh, you, you, can, you can read God's word without delighting in it, right? Uh, just as, you know, I, I'm just I'm performing an academic exercise, but you cannot delight in God's word without reading it. And we so badly need the word of God flowing into us 
and that will make a huge difference in our relationships. So we want to do that. We want to delight in God's word in our private relationships. That's going to affect our public relationships. Remember what happened as the church came together in Acts 2 and verse number 2? As they received the, the, the word gladly, they were baptized, they were added to the church. The Bible says, then they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Doctrine. In the teaching of the word. It was the word that kept them together. It's the word that they gathered around. And yes, they gathered around fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers, but it was the word that they gathered around first and foremost. Timothy was told by Paul, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Have you ever been benefited by someone who's been chewing on a thought from the word of God and they share it to you? They share it with you? You're like, wow, I never saw that before. That thy profiting may appear to all. What happens if every gathering that we have, there's some profiting appearing to all? There's some communication of the word with one another in the 6.30 time and here ahead of the, the, uh, the Wednesday evening service or just ahead of, uh, of services together or throughout the week, our profiting's appearing to all. Uh, it is so important that our relationship uh, here in the church family is, is, is motivated by our time in the Word, but also our relationships cannot be life-giving without Jesus Christ, His Word. They can't, they can't give life to others. My words don't give you life. Uh, we get talking, right, about politics and all the divisions in the world today and the things that are going wrong. Those don't give us life. God's Word does. His word does. Now I can say this in, from Scripture, Psalm 119 and verse number 165. One of the tests of whether we're delighting in the word of God as individuals is this that is given in Psalm 119 165. Great peace, do you know it? Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. We live in an offended day, do we not? And it's, it's an indicator of a despising of God's word. But it's really sad when that enters into the Christian community, when that enters into the body of Christ. One of the ways that we, you and I can check ourselves is if I am constantly offended over little matters, and I can't, I can't quite get over it, there's something in my relationship with the word that isn't quite right. And I need to find a quiet place and get back into the word and delight in the word. You with me on that? And we, we can all grow in that area, but it's a, great, it's a great test. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. May that be a, a test we use on ourselves frequently throughout this year. Uh, just constantly checking, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, would you, would you keep me in love with your word? And so our relationship with the word of God is so very important. But Let's talk about the relationship goals here within our, within our church family. Uh, our personal relationship with, uh, with, with Christ. Uh, we're reading the Bible together. That's, that's wonderful. And some of you are on your own plans. That's wonderful. We're, we're practicing the soaps journaling. We're going to grow in that. I was teaching the, the teens about that this morning. I, I, I just realized that maybe the teens were, uh, uh, might not catch it all uh, along the way in here. So I, I took time. We walked through it uh, one by one with them. We're going to keep on doing that. I've, I've challenged 
challenge them to come back this coming week with, uh, with a, a soaps that they've gotten from their Bible reading. We want to continue to develop in our personal prayer. God did much in our lives last year about personal prayer, did he not? He gave us the prayer conference. He, uh, he, just, he brought us together in that. We started the men's Saturday night prayer meeting, and I want to urge some of you and encourage some of you, if, if you can make that time at, on, on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock, just for an hour, we'll pray together and get ready for the Lord's, uh, Lord's Day. But we want to develop in personal prayer, uh, continue considering the hour of prayer. Allow the Lord to grow you in your, your prayer life. But in corporate prayer, it, it should be very natural for us just to drop everything in a service and pray together, or to drop everything out in the lobby, pray together, or to pray uh, at, in a hospital room, or to pray with uh, somebody at, at, at dinner, or whatever the case may be, just to pray, and let's continue to develop in that. I want to urge say a few um, things about this, uh, this matter of discipleship. Uh, it has been years since about 2016 that I've desired to see uh, our whole church discipled and being disciplers. And I realize sometimes, you know, uh, other things get in, the, uh, get in the way, but I want to urge us as a church to really take this matter of discipleship very, very seriously. You might take for granted that you've been saved for 25 years, and you think, well, you know, back in my day when people got saved, they just came to all three services and that was enough. Well, friends, the 70s and the 80s of preaching the gospel and preaching the gospel without discipleship yielded very weak Christians. And I need our church to come together on the matter of discipleship. We're not in the same generation anymore. We're living in a day where people don't know the Bible. When I'm teaching the Bible, I'm going to the index and saying, it's okay to use the index. It, 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 don't be ashamed of that. It's okay to use the index. You say, well, I've known the Bible you know, all, uh, all my life or for this, this many years. You have to teach line upon line. I love how continued discipleship begins out with a, a sub, uh, the subject of the Word of God. Here's how we got the Word of God. Here's why it came. Here's why we use the King James here at Grace Baptist Church. It's all laid right out in there. There's 14 lessons. And I would urge you, if you've not personally been through continued discipleship, I would urge you to make it a, a, a goal that this year you will be through it. And then to also make it your goal that you'll help someone else go through it that you'll make yourself available to someone else on a on a weekly basis i love taking people through on continue i have my book marked and marked and remarked and i love taking on people through and uh, teaching them the bible through this 14-week series and so it's very very important that we see this this is the uh, the curriculum that we use here at grace baptist church i am responsible as a pastor, to make sure that curriculum being taught and those being discipled within the church body are getting sound doctrinal curriculum. And so I've, just, I, I've decided on this, um, on this choice of curriculum and uh, this, this particular book. It works really well. And this is what I want to continue to implement. And I, I envision years from now, in five years from now, that there will be a core of disciples and disciplers here in the church that are actively meeting, and I envision even on a, on a Wednesday night, people coming together, and some going off to on discipleship, and some coming in here into the auditorium, and I envision throughout the week, 
people on getting together over coffee or at people's homes uh, in the evenings and discipleship happening and it's happening in a structured way where they're reporting back hey pastor this is where we are in the process they're keeping me in the loop so i kind of i kind of know how believers are coming along how the flock is coming along in that that matter it should be our goal that every person that comes to the lord jesus christ gets through discipleship so if you've not yet been through it make it your purpose now back in 2016 i taught through discipleship on wednesday night i taught through this book and that's not quite the same uh, uh the same experience of being in person with somebody one-on-one uh, -on -one. and so it's a little bit different but those are available at our website but i would super encourage you to make it your goal make it happen this is very very important to me we want to see people saved, but we don't want to see them just left to uh, defend for themselves and and figure it out on their own what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible say about the person of God? How do they know false doctrine? What should they do as far as finances? What should they, what's their part in the local church? All these things discover, uh, discussed in the, inside of discipleship. So very, very helpful. And we want to continue in our relationship with the Lord in that way. We want to encourage relationships of marriage and the family. Uh, this year, I've already mentioned a couple of the, the things that we're going to do, the couple's night out, the, the marriage retreat. I urge that. And someone asked me if others can, uh, others can be invited from outside of our church a thousand times. Yes, all right? We want, we want other people to be invited. So if you know of a couple maybe that's struggling, invite them to come to the marriage retreat. Sign them up. Maybe if the Lord enables you, pay their way and, uh, and, and sign them up. That is available at our website specifically uh, the couple's retreat is available, and you can find where to register and pay the registration fee there at our, our website, gracekettering.org. We want to encourage families through the family conference later on this year, August 19th through the 20th. Some of you might remember Kathy Jackson. Some of you uh, ladies have been around for a little bit. We had her come and do a chalk talk for a ladies, uh, a ladies event. Do you remember that? Maybe some of you. All right, well, her and her husband are going to be coming uh, to te uh, teach a, a weekend, a Saturday and a Sunday on the family. And I've had some questions about what do you do with, with, uh, uh, in your relationship with older children. And, uh, and so we want to we cover the whole gamut. I've already talked to him about uh, some of that. And so um, maybe you don't have children in the home, but this is a family conference, and I certainly want you to invite into that as we get closer. Our relationships within the body of Christ, we want to facilitate those conversations. I thank the Lord for this opportunity that's come up as we're reading the Bible together, 6.30s on Wednesday night. Come together and just share from, the, on the, uh, from your heart what God is doing. You say, I didn't get anything this week. Come and listen and just be a part of the conversation. So Wednesday night, 6.30 over in the hospitality room, let's keep the conversation around the Word of God going. Let's make sure that it is natural for us to talk about what God is doing in our hearts. We don't want that to be awkward. We want that to be naturally flowing from our hearts. Listen, there's so much fellowship that happens around that. And may the Lord help us with that. We want to advance ministries of grace teens as, as we've come through a, a year that has some difficulty. We believe God has great things in store. I believe God has great things in store. Will you believe that with me? All right, will you believe that with me? Listen, there are so many teenagers in this community that need the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm working with one of our teenagers right now to record some ads to speak on specifically to teenagers, and we'll get those out in, in some of the channels that um, they, they congregate on and, and so on. But I am amazed at what God is doing, especially in our Wednesday night. This past, uh, past Sunday night, we had uh, the teens going on 
uh, went over to the Bunner's house for, uh, for an afterglow, for a snack attack. And on the way there, just started talking, what, what are the burdens that are on teens' heart? It's amazing what they will describe what is burdening down their generation. And it is also amazing what they feel when they come inside of a place like this and they feel accepted. It is, it is the most amazing thing. And I believe God has much in store and we need to keep seeking forward. And so we want to develop that. Even later this year, we'll have the Cola Clash. We're asking the Lord to bless that, um, bring us across many other teens. It's a teen outreach. And uh, Brother Bobby Bosler will be with us. And so we're going we're gonna to do our very best to reach out. We've added many teen events to the, the calendar, the Cola Clash, the Harvest, the Harvest Teen Rally, the youth, uh, youth Summit or Youth Conference up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so there will be some great things, opportunities to invite them in. You see a teenager on your street, make sure they're invited. Make sure they know they're welcome at Grace Baptist Church. And make sure that they, they get a ride if they need to do that. Let's ask God to give us a, a generation of, of young people uh, that we can, we can snatch, as Jude says, literally snatch from the fire. Listen, we need to have compassion on this generation. They are confused. And they're hurting. And we need to reach out and, 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 uh, and with all that we have, reach out to them. Uh, we're going to see with the college and career um, group, those uh, young adults, some monthly meetings uh, happening. We want to bring back our single focus for single moms and single, uh, single ladies that are attending our church. We'll be br um, bringing back and say more about that in the days ahead. We want to continue to encourage our widows and widowers. There's so much pain there, as we've mentioned. We want to have a constant place, a monthly time, uh, where they're encouraged together. And they just they met uh, recently again, and so that, that was a blessing and, and encouraged by what God is doing in their lives and just the sweet... Uh, the sweet uh, fellowship that they can have together. We want to increase men's and ladies' fellowships or just ha have some this year even. I, I think we had a little bit of a lull last year, but we're going to increase some of that and give opportunity for you to be together. Uh, we have the coffee and canvas for you ladies. Uh, Miss Wendy Webb is going to come and uh, do that in March, early March, and we'll say more about that as we get closer. The wild game dinner for the guys. The ladies want the wild game dinner, right? Some alligator some snapper. Uh, so we'll do that. You know, last year, I remember back on that wild game dinner, someone came to Christ during that time. We'll have a good time. And so both of these events, I want to encourage you to invite other people, but it's a time for you to be encouraged as well. The ladies retreat, stake and shoot, as we've done. The lady, uh, ladies outing a little later on in the year to Clifton uh, Gorge, the men's, uh, the men's conference. This year, we'll do it a little bit different. We'll go two nights, and we'll rent a cabin up in Mansfield area and uh, with some other churches, and we'll be there two nights instead of being in the hotel. And so instead of having a men and boys camp out, outside guys that haven't come on the camp out you should come to the men's conference and be blessed by it and uh, it'll be a good time up there in mansfield uh at uh, mansfield baptist temple but we'll have a night we're just on our own with some other uh, some other men of other churches being encouraged at a a nearby campground uh, christian camp that has uh, cabins and so we'll uh, we'll have some we'll bunk and we'll have a great time together men's prayer breakfast ladies connect and so on uh, but then also the fifth Sunday fellowships coming up at the end of this month, the 29th. We have the, the, uh, the first of the fifth Sundays, and we'll have some fifth Sunday fellowships. I'll need some help in, uh, in uh, spearheading those, but we'll all just bring together some food on that Sunday night. And after the Sunday night service, we'll enjoy fellowship together. The early church continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. The breaking of bread and in prayer. It was right there for you. All right? Fellowship. 
fellowship, all right? Fifth Sunday fellowship. And so we want to fellowship and make sure that we're together. Uh, it's said the family that prays together stays together. That's true for our church. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of encouragement in fellowship. And so look for those opportunities and encourage one another in that way. You know there's 212 plus different opportunities to hear preaching and teaching in a given year. And I'm excited about that. Some of the things the Lord has laid in my heart uh, for this, this year, the Bible promises, to, and God promises to bless pre, um, preaching. And so as we get into this year, Sunday mornings, I, I want to uh, start here soon, probably after Grenada, uh, in, the, in the subject of the Beatitudes, the blessed life. And what a rich study that that is. And I, I trust that it'll help us to cultivate that internal, that internal relationship with Christ that flows out. And so uh, that, I'm looking forward to that. The marks of a mighty church, 1 Thessalonians, continuing through these epistles to churches. Experiencing God, a growth group study, and that'll start in, in February, but a growth group study that will be life-changing to you and helpful to you. And I encourage you to invite people to that. And I look forward to what God is going to do through that time, experiencing God. And it has already been an encouragement to my heart. I know Brother Dennis is reading up on it, and this will be something that will be a help to us. And we'll finish the Acts series with the help of the Lord this year. I think we're 64 messages in Acts, and uh, I'd like to finish it out this year and, uh, and wrap up those final chapters in the book of Acts. We have Renner Revival coming up. And uh, looking forward to that, and I trust that you'll all be, be praying for that time in February where we're gathering together. Give God time to work in our hearts. We have Mission Weeks, and this is also our 40th anniversary as a church. 40th. And uh, it's also the, will it be that next year that I turn, how old am I anyway? <laughs> so, uh, and, and nonetheless, am I 38? on the spot. So I won't quite be turning uh, 40, but I'm glad for that. But the church is turning 40, okay? And so we, uh, we will be grateful for that, and we'll have a special Sunday, and, uh, and just commemorating God's faithfulness and keeping, uh, keeping our doors uh, open, but keeping a, a, a group of believers, a remnant of believers here, honoring God and, uh, uh, and faithfully following after Him. We want to continue on for the glory of God in this year. So these, these goals as a relationship, if we are if we are staying in tune with the Lord, our relationships will be sweeter than ever. We get out of tune with the Lord and it messes everything up. So my, my urging to you, just stay in love with Jesus and it'll help us to stay in love with each other. Give an amen on that. Do you believe that with me? Amen. Our outreach goals this year, our outreach goals. I want you to remember back to Psalm 1 and verse number 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. I want us to think about this picture of the tree rooted in, rooted in to the rivers of water. That has a different picture as, we, as we've looked this morning. Rooted into Christ. There's no fruit if there's no root, right? We need to be rooted in him. And when we're rooted in him, there will be fruit. We'll bring forth fruit in his season. Now, God is the fruit giver. But I'm telling you, when you and I are rooted into Christ, He bears in our life. Christ bears the fruit of the Spirit in our life, and He bears the fruit of souls in our life. We want to ask God to help us with that. We want to live inside out. We want to live a life that's just so in love with Christ that we're bringing that love to other people all around us. You realize tonight that 
The reason that Grace Baptist Church exists is this, for outreach, for the salvation of souls. Now, you say, well, pastor, doesn't the Bible say we come together for edifying? Yes, we come together to be edified, to be strengthened with might in the inner man, but that is not, that's not the end. If we, if we stay like that, we become like, well, the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has inflow but no outflow, and it's dead. I'll never forget the statement of a preacher who said, sitting saints start to stink. And it's true. When you and I don't have an outflow, when we are not giving out, when we're not allowing the rivers of living water to be flowing from us because we've been hindering the Holy Spirit, we start to get corrupted, start to stink. We were not meant to be a container. We were meant to be a conduit. We were meant to give to other people. And so this matter of outreach is the reason that we exist. And I want us to take a little bit of time on this. It was mentioned tonight uh, by, um, by Jason, 28 and verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Always. That's our purpose. You go back to our founding documents, that's our purpose. And we, we, uh, we gave this statement, this purpose statement, and it is this, to engage in the complete fulfillment of the Great Commission to the, uh, uh, through the power of the Spirit to the glory of God. Now, it's so important. Look at this, this phrase, the complete fulfillment. It's not just preaching the gospel. It's not just bringing people to salvation. It is teaching them all things whatsoever I have commanded you. It's helping them to be discipled, to become committed followers of Jesus Christ. It's a complete fulfillment. Does it happen in our own power? No, not at all. It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. To whose glory? God's. This is the reason that we exist. This is the purpose that we're in Kettering, is to complete, to finish the work that Jesus started here on earth. It is to do his will here in this community. It is our purpose. How do we go about that? Our priorities are this, to connect with one another. We are to provide meaningful connections within the church family. After our connection to Jesus Christ, we're to connect with one another and, and, and help others to be connected in the church family. People say this all the time. Well, I can worship God without going to church. Friend, it's like, it's like your finger detached from your body saying, I can love, I can love my body without being attached. Like it is, it, is, it is the body of Christ. And when we say, hey, I don't need the body of Christ, of which I'm a part, I don't need the body of Christ, it's a big deal. You need the connection to the church. You need the connection to the, to the local assembly for your own growth and your own vitality. You need that. And every person that comes to Christ needs that. We need to believe that more than ever. It's not just a, well, yeah, you know, take it or leave it. There's such a take it or leave it attitude when it comes to church anymore these days. Even among Christians. I'm amazed at some of the things that I will hear from people, uh, typically ahead a of a, a service or, uh, you know, uh, as they text me or say, for reasons why they're not coming to church, why they're not going to come to the assembly. It grieves my heart. And sometimes I wonder, what do people expect me to say? Oh, that's great. That's great. You're hurting yourself. 
you're withholding yourself from the assembly. You're, you're, you're bringing spiritual damage into your life. That, that's great. Keep on going. What is expected for a pastor to say? There's such a need for us to connect, to be a part of what God is doing. And the level that you connect into a church family and what God is doing in his body, that local assembly, is going to also reflect on your growth in Jesus Christ. It's going to affect, uh, affect your, uh, your, your effectiveness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Members in the body aren't to be spectators. We're to connect and be a part. We're to engage. We're to be a part of what God is doing. Even as we give tonight towards uh, Brother Holloway's uh, 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 missions trip, we, we're connecting together. We're engaging in what God is doing here through our church. Our priority is to connect. Our priority is to grow, cultivating an environment that allows for growth in events that, that support it and encourage it. Everything that we have to do this year the family conference, revival, our services, our different programs are opportunities for us to grow. They're not just things on a calendar. They're opportunities to grow. And we want to take advantage of those. And as we grow, we want to keep a spirit of humility. We all have room to grow compared to Jesus. We want to keep a spirit of kindness, not criticism. Oh, when criticism comes in, we can start criticizing. Well, they're not as far as I am, right? That's not good. A spirit of kindness, I'm growing too. I'm growing too. How many of you are still growing? Right? I'm growing too. Oh, is it likely that someone's going to offend you or upset you this year? Some Christian's going to do that. Is it likely that it might happen before we leave tonight? <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? But with that spirit of kindness is, you know, I'm growing too. Maybe they just had a rough day. And grace covers a multitude. And that spirit of growth, that, that's, a, that's a priority that we must keep in front of us. The priority of sharing. There will always be, here at Grace Baptist Church, there will always be a priority on sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just we say it, but there needs to be the priority. And we must all engage in that together, teaming together to share Christ in our community and in our world. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but also serving by love, the Bible says, serve one another, involving every mem member in active ministry within our church. Do you have a place you're serving and contributing into the body? You ought to. We ought to long to bring other people along in that, in that way. And so as far as how does a person get from point A to point B, I want you to look at this, the, the path, if you will. See people saved? We want to see them baptized. I'm amazed how many times people are not challenged to be baptized even when the Bible, the Bible tells us, commands them to be baptized. It's our duty to encourage and to follow the Lord in that. It's my duty. I take it as a personal responsibility. When I lead someone to Jesus Christ, I want to encourage them to be baptized, to obey Jesus. Why wouldn't we encourage people to be baptized? Why wouldn't we encourage in that way? So, if you lead someone to the Lord this year, and I hope that that's the case, I hope that the Lord gives you that opportunity, I hope you are seeking that opportunity, you want to encourage them to be baptized. We want to encourage them to starting points. What is starting points? It's our new members class. It's, it's where we learn about what God is doing here. What does the church believe? Before a person becomes a member, they ought to know what we believe. They ought to have an opportunity to ask questions. And so we believe that. And so we do that. And we're doing that this coming Sunday. Discipleship, continue discipleship. Growth points, Sunday morning, where they can fellowship around a table and they can hear the word of God taught in an in, in interactive environment. And then serving. Where are you going to get plugged into the ministry of the church? And we want to see this happen in people's, 
in people's lives. Now, I want to I sidebar for a moment tonight and, and give us something that uh, I want to stir your thinking. Uh, it's amazing as we've come through COVID and, and come through 2021 and 2022, how many, how many churches we've seen over throughout our country either closing their doors or become very, very, uh, it become very, very difficult for them. Um, Tom Rainer is a research uh, an analyst and a researcher when it comes to churches, particularly in the Southern Baptist Church world, but in churches in general. And he's wrote, uh, written several books that have be, um, been very, very helpful uh, in regards to this. Uh, one of the books uh, years ago, and I read it, uh, and we as a deacon group read it uh, pretty soon after I became pastor, The Autopsy of a Deceased Church. How's that for a great title? The Autopsy of a Deceased Church. And it took a huge study of churches that had died, and, uh, and it, it broke down what are the reasons they died. What are the reasons that they, they, uh, they went, went bad? And uh, certainly, the, the, the first couple of chapters of Revelation can tell us a lot about that, right? Uh, why churches, why God closed the doors on churches. And we want to be careful about that. But uh, more recently, January 2000, uh, of this year, uh, Tom Rainer put out, as we come out of COVID and out of the, on these times, we've seen a lot of churches that have, have closed their doors. What are some of the lessons that we've learned from churches that have, have closed their doors? What are some of the lessons? And he gives them, and they're very, very interesting. Number one, the first lesson that he mentions, that churches had, uh, that closed their doors had no ongoing effort to reach the unchurched in the community to become churched. So unchurched to become churched. Uh, there were many things where they did community outreaches, social events, things that touched the community, brought them out into the community, but nothing, uh, no ongoing effort to say, you are welcome here at Grace Baptist Church, or you're welcome here. And so uh, they, they, they did not have an ongoing effort in that, that way. And active outreach, uh, outreach ministry into the community saying, we want you to become church. Many churches had good ministries to their communities, but they had no intentional about inviting them and getting them to become part in worship or a small group gathering of the church. They were not intentional about this. That's a, that's a big deal. And that's interesting. That's the number one takeaway. Number two, the pandemic in, increased the pace of decline and ultimately the death of churches. We've noticed this reality on several occasions. The pandemic did not change the trend of churches. Uh, it basically accelerated them. And so there were churches that were already struggling, and, and the pandemic brought it, brought it to a head uh, and, 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 and caused their doors uh, to close. Number three, the leaders and members of the churches were in denial. So we have, we have problems in our church. We're not reaching out. We're not reaching our community we're not inviting the church to be um, the unchurched to become church, uh, and so they were in denial. They refused to confront their reality, and if they did, it was often too late. Friends, I am I am urging you tonight to realize our desperate need to reach out to the Kettering community. We don't want to be a side a, a side issue. We want we want to shake this community with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You say how? By rivers of living water flowing out from uh, from us. Because I can't and you can't. There's, there's not enough people in this room to do that unless it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he says that they were in denial. We do not want to be in, in denial. Listen, if we do not reach out, we will die. 
we must be taking the gospel to our community. We must be reaching out with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no reason for us to exist. There's no reason for God to keep our doors open if we are not actively pursuing our community for the Lord Jesus Christ. If our light is not being bright, read Revelation chapter 1, read Revelation chapter 2. Christ closed doors, he, uh, and, and as well, he also dealt with them and brought chastening in their lives when they were not going about his mission, and so very important. Now, number four, the churches did not have a new members class that set expectations. I, I am amazed at how many times I've heard people come through our church and they say, I have never been taught the Baptist distinctives inside of a class. Pastor, I've been in Baptist churches all my life. I've never been taught what Baptists really are. That amazes me. Never had a new members class. That amazes me. And so that's why we do starting points uh, for that very reason. But they, uh, they found that of dying churches, they did not have a new members class that set expectations. What happens when someone mistreats you or offends you? What do you do? I talk about that in new members class. We go to Matthew 18. Number five, the churches kept waiting for the silver bullet. The most common silver bullet was a new pastor who would turn things around. The second most common bullet, uh, silver bullet was a new youth or children's minister who would do all the work to reach young people. In other words, the members desired to abdicate their ministry responsibilities and pay someone else to do it. And that is a death nail to a church. By God's grace, we want to hear those things and say, God, help us to reach out into this community Help me to reach that teenager on my street. Help me to bring that child uh, to church, to Adventure Kids Club, to be a part of what God is doing. We cannot neglect our responsibility to reach this community with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, it's not possible in this day. Well, hold on until the rapture. No, God said, occupy till I come. Occupy. Do the work of the, the evangelist. He has told me as a, as a preacher, but he said, all of you go into the world and preach the gospel. This is our world. Your street is your world. And so how can we affect that this, this, um, this year? Because I know in our hearts we're saying, yes, pastor, I know that's right. Yes, pastor, right? Right? Okay, help me out here. Do you agree with me on this? We must reach this community. Do you agree? So what can we do as a church? What are some of the things that we can do in order to do that together this year? Right? Oh, I can't reach everyone. No, God's given you a church family. We can do this together by his grace. We can encourage one another. We can, uh, we can spot each other. We can be uh, helpers to one another. So what are some of the goals that we have specifically, first of all, concerning community outreach? Uh, I want us to know that uh, the Gospel Film Project, it's at our website. I've mentioned that several times. That was that testimony I read from that guy this morning uh, that said, I, I hear it on the bus, I hear it at the door, and I, I'm here never. Listen, your friends that don't know Jesus Christ need to watch that. All right, so just take this simple tool, go to our website and share it. It even starts out saying, presented to you by Grace Baptist Church. Brother Caleb Garraway put that together for us in that way and send it to them. You know what I do? Every email I have, no matter who it goes to at the bottom, it gives a gospel invitation to read the book done. It says you're more than a body. Christ, God has a purpose for you. Here's a free gift for you. Every single email that um, goes out from my email, uh, it has that attached to it. 
Why? Because I don't know who I'm going to... I don't know who's out there and who needs it, but I want to constantly be seeking after um, the souls of men. I want to constantly be giving people opportunities to hear about Jesus Christ. Here's a great opportunity. We have yard signs coming. I, I think probably within a, within a month or a month and a half, there'll be yard signs but, uh, uh, for you to put in your yard with the gospel film, a QR code, or a way for them to go watch it. Put that out in your yard this year. Well, it's still winter, and we're not uh, able to get to doors, and it's a little bit cold. Those will be coming. There'll be some business cards for you to be able to hand out really easily that have the QR code to, to the Gospel Film Project, and so that people can hear the gospel in a, in a very clear and concise way and share that around. We want to do a spring outreach campaign. What is that? Right ahead of Easter, when the weather starts breaking, we want to do a spring outreach campaign, and God has put this together, and it's really, really amazing. I got a call from, uh, from my brother, actually, the same brother that built this, uh, built this pulpit for, um, for, for, uh, for me back in 2017. He said, hey, listen, are you interested in some John and Romans? Uh, my pastor has John and Romans. They have a print ministry, has John and Romans, and uh, he ha- uh, he, uh, they're English, uh, and they are, they're ready to get a custom cover on them and ready to go to a church that, that needs them. Now, we help Dayton Baptist Church put together John and Romans, didn't we? And as we stuffed those bags, we thought, wouldn't this be kind of fun for us? We've gone up to Cleveland and did it for Vision Baptist Church, right? We, we put John and Romans on doors. Well, God's opened up the door for us to, put, uh, to have 4,200 of John and Romans coming to us in, in the spring, the Lord willing, with the Lord's help, uh, to, to put out on doors right here in our community. And so we're putting together a custom cover that'll go along with our theme and, and inviting people to find, their, uh, find the quenching of their thirst in the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll have all of our information on the back. We'll be able to stick our Easter information right in that bag and we'll put tables out there in the lobby. We'll stuff all those together. And by God's grace, we can get children, teenagers, adults, the older, uh, older or mature individuals that may not like to drive or may not like to walk or you can't walk you drive a car and you help people go up and down the street and let's get these 4200 out this spring and what god will do through that i do not know but let's uh, test the waters and see what will happen but the greatest thing is we're getting these for 15 cents a piece 15 cents a piece friends that's wonderful god's dropped them in our lap we don't want to waste them so we're going to get them out for the Lord Jesus Christ ahead of Easter with the Lord's help. We want to do something, um, especially come summer, the warmer months, called neighborhood barbecues. And these barbecues really will be uh, opportunities, if you host one at your home, for you to invite friends and neighbors, have a selection of the church that comes together and helps you in this. So you just open up your home, you say, we're going to have this barbecue, and you, uh, uh, we have invites, we'll have a tip sheet on how to go about it. We'll talk a lot more about this as we get closer. Brother Dennis has already done some research and reaching out to uh, a pastor over in Illinois that has done these successfully, a church plan over there, and we want to do them. And I just wonder if there would be, um, be maybe four individuals who this summer would say, I'm going to open up my home and my patio, my front driveway for a barbecue. And here's the reason. We need to create relationships with people. We need to uh, create relationships more than running across the street, knocking on the door. Will you come to Easter? Hope. Will you come to Friend Day? I hope. What happens if this year you cultivate some relationships and God uses you to cultivate those relationships in your, in your own area with food, fellowship, right in your yard, 
and it'll be a great, uh, a great thing. And so we're also uh, a little later on in uh, February, I, I'm thinking about this, they're, um, down at Brother Cliff's um, place, we, we want to do a uh, uh, get-together in their community room, similar idea uh, of that. But we want to we wanna work to make relationships creative, opportunities to build relationships with neighbors in a purposeful way, ultimately for the purpose of the gospel. Do you know missionaries do this all the time? When they go to another country, they look to build relationships. Yet, you and I as Americans think that it needs to be done a different way. And so many times, we don't know the people that are right in our neighborhood. And so I'm going to encourage you this year, uh, pray about this, and let's see what the Lord will do. And we'll come together as a church, and we'll make these things happen. And so, not, not a huge load, uh, not something that, that's you know, super burdensome, but something that will uh, bear much fruit if we allow the Lord to use us in that way. I have a burden that we would sponsor for our police department here in Kettering and our fire department, uh, a meal, maybe a Chick-fil-A meal or some other type of meal uh, for them at the different departments. If you'll notice, throw up the map there, guys. If you'll notice where the different departments, uh, different departments are across uh, uh, Kettering, the, the red ones, uh, orangey red circles are the fire departments, four of them, and then you have the, the police departments. I'd like to see us sponsor and, and go there, serve them, thank them for what they do for our community, and just as a way of uh, building those relationships. God has already, since 2000, late 2011, I believe, God has allowed me to be a part of the, um, the police department here, and he's given a lot of good relationships there. God is already working in those relationships. I've seen one of our officers come to Christ, and I, I brought him all the way through discipleship, and uh, he, he had already had a connection in another church, and he's growing in the Lord and continuing in that way. But uh, it was so thrilling to see what God did in that way. But there's already opportunities there. And if we, put, as a church, put a little bit of effort there, I think it can be a, a, a great blessing. So I, wanna, I want us to pray about that. There's probably about 160-plus on different, on different uh, uh, personnel and so on. But we want to we do that. And we want to continue to reach out with the gospel. Easter weekend, adventure camp. National Night Out. National Night Out is a wonderful opportunity in August every year to reach many children um, uh, at, in the police department's parking lot and just to be a part of the police department, but also to reach out and just let them know that we are here. So we set up a booth and we uh, have activities out there. Last year we got four, um, four, four in a row, a giant four in the ro uh, row for them, and uh, that was real fun. And Rebecca made, uh, uh, made endless amounts of, uh, of balloon animals and so on. So if you know how to make balloon animals, I'm sure Rebecca would certainly love your help, right? Or if you could just come and blow up balloon an uh, the balloons. But it's a great opportunity. These are things that are right in front of us, that God has already given us, that are gospel opportunities, not just to to smile and be in the community, but literally to make connections in the community for the sake of the gospel. Our holiday at home parade, friend day, Christmas events, and so on. We want to increase our, our bus ministry. I want you to pray with me that God would fill up our buses. I've, I've been talking with Brother Isaac. The burden is on his heart about, about the buses and the bus ministry, and I so appreciate uh, uh, what the, the guys do every Wednesday night. We run them on Wednesday nights, and they come in for a meal. But let's pray that God would fill these things up. And that's going to happen with a little bit of work and a little bit being out there and so on and, and, and us just ask, um, continuing to keep this in prayer. We need to be visiting our, our bus routes and, and so on. Uh, that's, that's important and, and, and it needs to be happening. We need to uh, continue to build these relationships. You'll always have attrition. Just this past week, we've, we've learned of some uh, kids that are moving out of the area. That breaks our heart. It, it's sad, but that's a reality. 
but we have to constantly be seeking after, uh, seeking after more. By the way, Adventure Camp and Easter weekend, the Easter, uh, the Easter egg hunt on that Saturday are all part of helping us to, um, to reach more kids and bring them into the church and help them to know about the church and about what is especially happening at Adventure uh, Adventure Kids Club every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. And so we want to continue to do that. We want to pray about the bus ministry. God has given us buses. Aren't you thankful for that? I get tickled every time. Uh, about every Wednesday night, I see those, uh, you guys pull, um, pull down Galewood Street, and it just it, it surges my heart to see the buses going out. And that's a blessing. God has given us those. And uh, last year, we asked the Lord to help us with that third bus, and and the Lord um, made his will clear in that, and we, we need to fill up the bus this, this year and just ask the Lord to do that. And so let's make that a matter of prayer. You say, I don't have children. You can pray for the buses. By the way, there's a need for riding on the buses. I'm sure uh, Brother Josh and Brother, uh, Brother Isaac would love some help on the, uh, on the buses, and, and that would be a need, and so I want to encourage us about that. But one particular burden that I can't shake um, is an area of our city that I believe has many children in it and we already have children coming from. And so again, this idea of working where God is already working. And it's the Van Buren Apartments. And there's many, many pe um, people in that, in that area. And if you give us the map again, guys, uh, I want us to notice that up towards the, the northern part of uh, Kettering there, uh, the Van Buren Apartments, there's a just many, many people up there, but I have a burden since last summer that we would continue to work that. We worked it last summer, and I believe there's more, there's more young people in that community that need to, need to know about Jesus Christ, and I'd like to work that. I'd like to see the John and Romans go through there, and I'd like to work it this summer. I'd like to see us um, be able to have a kids club in there, at least hold a Saturday kids club where we go out there and basically take adventure kids you know, do a, a community rally out there, and if, if some, uh, some folks that love children would come out and smile and greet and make people feel comfortable, we'll have to ask the Lord just to open up these doors, but there's, there's a common area there, and I'm asking the Lord that he'd enable us to do that. Don't you think that would be good to, you know, to go out there on a Saturday or on a Thursday night and, uh, and just reach some kids that are playing, um, playing around and reach some parents and greet them, get to know them? And this is a place we already pick up kids. And I, I would love to see nothing more than them to be able to fill up the bus in that, in that area. That would just be so awesome. And uh, so I believe that's, that's possible. It's been on my heart since last year, uh, last, uh, last, um, last uh, adventure ca uh, camp. And uh, we, we worked it some last year, but I believe that's something that we'll do uh, even more this year. We want to find where God is working already and join him there. God's given us entrance into the city and uh, some of these departments. He's given us uh, uh, buses that he's, he, they're, they're running. We don't have to go get buses in order to do this. He's, he's working there. He's put you in a neighborhood. You are the light in that neighborhood. So he already loves those people enough to put you in that neighborhood. He's working there. So neighborhood barbecue and that and there, where is God working? Let's join him there in our community and asking the Lord to make us fruitful. Regional outreach, we want to assist two, uh, two church planners this year. Last year we got to do that. We got to build a platform for a church planner over in New Albany. Praise the Lord. That's a real blessing. We got to help out 
uh, Dearborn Baptist Church and they're, and they're, uh, they're uh, resanding their floors and, and, uh, and getting prepped for their grand opening up there in Michigan. That's a little, a little bit far, but we have Willoughby, Ohio that's starting. We still have our brother Pete Davison that has projects from time to time. We want to ask the Lord to enable us to help at least two church planners this year with just a practical ministry team, a, a, a two-day and overnight uh, team, just go up and be a blessing to them. Perhaps do canvassing for them. I want to also put this on our heart. We've been praying about Udia, uh, the, the uh, University of Dayton, and the need for a gos- gospel light down there. Now, I believe there is some gospel light down there, but it has been, uh, it's come to the attention of several pastors uh, about a church being downright right close into proximity to UD, and we've been praying for that. That's on our, our prayer list every, every Wednesday night. But here's what I'd like to do about that. We prayed about that last year. That came out of the Great Lakes 3030 um, um, church planning initiative, the conference we go to each year, and we're asking the Lord to allow us to plan a church. But I just got to thinking, if we would go down and maybe meet for coffee, a group of people would go down and meet for coffee and pray and get our eyes on it, and, believe, uh, and start shaking the bushes, so to speak, and see what God will do, and asking a few other pastors, are you, are you burdened about this too? And I've already asked Brother, um, Pastor Pete if he's, he's burdened. He says, count me in, I'll meet you for coffee, and maybe we can do a, a canvas event down there, or some, uh, something, a, a, a set up a table, or a sidewalk table, something where we can get the gospel out, and maybe uh, just an opportunity to pray for people, I don't know what it is, but I'm asking that the Lord he would open up the door and that we could go sh- uh, shake, the, shake the bushes down there, so to speak, a little bit. Our global outreach, we want to con- uh, send our, our team to Grenada. We want to pray this one through. Don't stop praying about this, right? We have seen enough hiccups in the way on this. We need God to bring us all the way there and all the way back. Along with that, we are, uh, we are part of developing the website. I don't know if you realize this, but our church is responsible, has uh, taken on responsibility for the Grenada Pro- uh, Bible Project website. And, uh, and we will be developing that. And so the, the list of directory of the different churches on the island is something that we're, we're, we'll put together. And so I want us to be praying for this project. We want to increase our knowledge and communication with our 38 missionaries. We'll have opportunity for us to again adopt a missionary this year and we want to do that for the glory of God and communicate with them. I want to see us increase by God's grace our missions investment. As we come through mission weeks, you've already said, Lord, coming out of 2022, help me to grow my missions investment. I want to see us increase it even the more. I, I am thankful for the fact that out of our church, $4,800 a month is sent financially to our 38 missionaries all across the world. That's really great. Praise the Lord. But could God do more through us? Could God do more? I want to pray about that, and I want to invite you to pray about that with me. Now, something that's on my heart uh, and has been for a while is that we continue to, as the Lord increases through us the giving to missions, we want to increase the missionaries that we already have. We support 38 missionaries. There are many missionaries who haven't had an increase in a while. Last year, coming out of 2021, we were able to increase several you, I want to encourage you to continue to be faithful to your investments, those, those commitments you made to the Lord, so that we can increase coming out of this past missions weeks. We'll, do, uh, we'll be doing a study on the missionaries, who's the ones in the most need, and so on. But I want to just say this, there's missionaries that need to be increased. We got to do that with the Stelzigs, but they're down, coming down into, out of the Northwest Territories, they're coming down into the States, they're in the States now. Do you realize the Stelzigs have 66 different uh, supporting missionary, uh, supporting churches? Just traveling, 
from the Northwest Territory to their home church is 4,500 miles. In six months, they say they can put 25,000 miles on their vehicle just traveling around and reporting to churches. Now, friends, as we look forward in missions, we need to have the mindset we want to support more, not less, so people, uh, missionaries are not on the road like that. We want to be a, a, a bigger slice of their support so that they're able to get to the field quicker, but they're also able to get to the field and not have, that is literally the amount of churches that they have to go report to. And you say, well, why did they have to report? Because some churches will begin dropping support if they don't, right? And it's, it's understandable. If we, do, if we have a missionary that's not talking to us, we get pretty skeptical pretty quick, right? Right? So there's an expectation. I also try to be very, very understanding with our missionaries. Send us a video. We love to see you, but if it's gonna, if it's gonna mean an extra wear and tear on you, just send us a video. Let's get on Zoom. Let's report that way. Uh, we're not gonna be one of those churches that, that are you know, making you drive uh, you know, 500 miles to come see us on a, on a Wednesday night. We understand. We want, we want to save your health. And when they come through, we, if we don't have our missions apartment open, we want to put them up. We did that last year for the Stelzigs and for other people. Uh, put them up and make sure that they're taken care of as they're coming through on their journey. But this is probably one of the, uh, as far as our missionaries, um, I believe they have the highest number of supporting churches, which means they have a lot of work in reporting. A lot of work. Many of our missionaries have to travel a lot. It's not, uh, I know one of our missionaries on, on furlough, they, they can put 35,000 miles on their car. Just incredible. Incredible. And so we want support and lift up the arms of our missionaries. We want to keep our missions investments. We want to allow those to, uh, to flow from us in this year. And so outreach, whether community, regionally, or globally, will flow from us naturally as we are living in a satisfied, surrendered relationship with Jesus Christ. That is something that we want to keep us uh, uh, front and center in our minds. Keep coming back to my relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, it's not such a big deal to invest in missions when I'm in love with Jesus and I'm satisfied by what he's doing in my heart. Praise the Lord. And so let's continue to do that. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Lord, would you help rivers of living water to flow from us this year into our community and into this region and into our world from Grace Baptist Church. And so as we continue on, I want to bring our attention to one more area of, of focus this evening, and that's ministry goals. Ministry goals. And so on that last page there, I want us to realize that a growing church, a church that's going, is, is seeking to follow after the Lord, is always going to have transition. Right? There's always going to be adjustments that have to be made. We have adjustments right now that are, that are needing to be made. That's just the reality. That's a part of, 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 of life. As your family grows and changes, right, there's changes that have to be made in your home. This doesn't work this way anymore. The, the bathroom situation doesn't work anymore. The, uh, the kitchen doesn't work any, anymore. And adjustments have to be made. So in church ministry. Now, one of the things that, that can hurt us is when we get in the mindset there is no adjustment. Uh, we like it the way it's always been. Now, before you think this, truth does not need adjusting. Amen? Truth does not need adjusting. We do not need to dip the truth. We keep the, we keep the truth and hold it high. Are you with me on that? We hold it high. All right, so truth does not need adjusting. But there are times where adjustments in the ministry need to happen. Uh, back in 1983, how did we talk to one another? 
by phone. What kind of phone? All right. Something that looked a little bit like this. How many of you had one of those? Right? But this was when it was really cool. This, as I understand, came out in 1983. This was a, 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 a touch tone. I mean, this, this, this thing was nice, and it was in hospital beige, right? You know, uh, you know I think they had some pink ones, too, and, and so on. So we talked in that way. Uh, what about, what about uh, uh, the, the computers back in those days? Not really. I mean, the computers were pretty ancient. What about the typewriters back in those days? I guess if you went into Grace's office back in that day, uh, the secretary would have been working on a typewriter that looked a little bit like this. All right, things change. Listen, my father-in-law, much of his ministry happened inside of his office right over there. People came here to meet him. Do you know where much of my ministry happens? Right here. Text, phone calls starting early in the morning, right? Things change. Now, it's not saying this replace face-to-face, but the connections have changed. Things change, and we have to adapt with that. You say, well, that's not the way it was in my generation. Yours isn't the only generation that is in existence right now, right? We have to work together. Now, there there are some things the younger generation doesn't have right, right? And we need to say, all right, put the... Put the brakes on that, right? Um, but there's some things that are, that are okay. It's not dipping the truth. It's not hurting anything. Um, it, it, it's a help, and it's a way that things are in this day. And so we want to always keep a mind of flexibility with one another. We want to keep a mind that way. And I think even to the, the matter of uh, online giving, uh, COVID sort of helped us with that, right? How many of you still write checks? Right? There's a lot of you that still write checks. My generation does not carry checks. I do not have a check. That's fine. It doesn't make you bad and me good. Right? Amen? Or vice versa. (laughs) Thank you, Brother Dennis. All right. But it's just a part of it. Friends, we want to be a church that isn't stuck one way or the other. We don't want to be a church that only, it's only the younger generation. That's, that's all that, that goes here. And we don't want to be a church that's it's only the older generation in the way that it used to be. Right? We, want to, we want to work together for the glory of God. We want to respect the generations across the board. So as I say that, um, the Lord has allowed us to accomplish many things over this past year. But one of the things that is a, a, a growing need is communication. Communication is very, very important. And, uh, you know, some of you like to be communicated by telephone. Some of you like to be communicated with a a letter. Some of you like an email. Some of you like a text. Others of you, you might be offended if a text comes and says, uh, 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 you know, a text uh, comes and you're delivering information that way. It's amazing as a pastor how many different ways that I hear this is the way I will be communicated to. And I'm thinking, man, I got to keep a list of all these ways to communicate with these folks and I don't know how to get scheduling done. Oh, I got to get this word out. Well, I got to the word out to this part of the congregation this way, and the word out to this part of the congregation that way, and woe be it to the pastor or the, um, the church office that doesn't get the word out to everyone. What I'm asking you to help us do, for, for a while here, we've been trying to implement the band app to bring, bring together. You say, I don't like the band app. All right, the band, the band app is if you are involved in the ministry and the work of the, of the church, in serving in the ministry, 
there's different bands on there that serve for group communication. So as we are inviting people to, to be a part of that, it's not because we want to have an app out there. It's just some of you want to be communicated via email, some of you want a phone call, and you know what? I can, I can wear Miss Pam out trying to keep up with every, uh, everyone in their own way. Do you know some of you don't open up your emails? Some of your email inboxes are so jammed full You'd have, to, you'd have to get a, 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 a company that deals with hoarders <laughs> to help clean out your email inbox. Okay, so what I'm saying is, flex a little bit with us. Come along with us a little bit. You say, oh, I don't like it. it, you know, it, it it's another thing to learn. It's another app. We're trying to bring it all into one place. We even eventually would like to get all the prayer requests to happen in, inside of that. And once, you, once you're inside of the band app, and this is not the night to do training on it, but I just want to put this out there. Once you're inside the band app, the ministries that you're involved in is the ministries that will show up inside of your band app. So you won't hear everything from everyone. It's just if you're involved in nursery, you'll see the nursery schedule. If you're involved in music, you'll see the music schedule. If you're involved in, in, uh, in, in teaching ministry, you'll see that. Adventure Kids or Grace Teens, you'll see, it, you'll see it there. Or there's the general Grace Baptist Church Connect where everyone can be involved in. Band is not social media. Band is not a public platform. It's a private platform for us to communicate and do work together as a church. It facilitates communication. And so I want to encourage you in that way. When you do register for it, you will be asked for your name, your full name, not, not uh, Smokey Bear 23. <laughs> right? You'll be asked for your full name, You'll be asked for a picture. You say, I don't put my picture up anywhere. And so new people that come into our church don't get to see your picture and know who you are and connect it with their name. So I'm asking you again to flex a little bit. You say, I haven't put my picture up anywhere. I don't like my picture. I don't like the way that I look. We all see you. <laughs> In life, it's okay to see you on a screen. Flex a little bit with me. Now you say, Pastor, why are you doing this? Because I, I'm, I, I, this is a need in our church to bring together some communication. Sometimes it's very difficult to communicate every which way. I'm, I'd like to see us bring it all into one place. And that would be a great help to us, especially in the office. We want to introduce ministry team huddles. Uh, this would be a Sunday night time where anyone involved in ministry in the church would come together uh, ahead of the Sunday evening service. We'd have a quick, just quick meeting. I'd be able to say a few things on my heart and be able to hear any issues going on in any ministries within the church. Team communication. The best communication is face-to-face, -face, all right? And we do ha live in a day of technology where uh, we, can, uh, we can certainly communicate uh, and use technology to our advantage, and that's where the band, uh, the band comes in for our church right now in this time. In the future, there might be some different app, but we'll be so, we'll be so ready to make transitions that will make that, that transition just so smoothly, all right? So help me out with that. And you might hear people from time to time say, I'm, I'm not going to get on it. Encourage them. Say, let's just be unified in this way. Let's just, let's just try it out, all right? Amen? Let's, let's, not, be, let's, not, let's not stand back and say, never me. Let's, let's continue forward for the benefit of, of all. And so then also, uh, as far as equipping the Loving and Leading Conference down in Milford, First Baptist Church of Milford, Ohio, uh, does the Loving and Leading Conference. 
And it is a wonderful conference for ministry workers. I want to see our ministry workers be a part of this. If you're interested in going, I want to make sure that that's possible. It's a wonderful time down there. If you can't make it to everything, I'd encourage you to make it to something. And so our plan is to be down there. It's only about an hour and five minutes away. It'll be an encouraging time. It's in November. You have plenty of time to plan. So I want to put that on your heart. We'll say more about that and even in our ministry team huddles. Then also improving our facility. This is the last thing I want to convey tonight, improving our facility. There's always need to improve, okay? There's always need to to um, move things along. And even this week, as Brother Dennis is in a, a winter lull in his, in his painting, he's been over here painting and taking care of things. There's different maintenance that happens around this place. There's always a need to move things along. We want to finish our network and camera system. You say, why are we doing that? We're doing that, number one, for security within our, within our building. Uh, we look forward to having a guest network at some, uh, at some point here where people that come here can have a, a guest Wi-Fi that is, that is filtered. They wouldn't be able to get on, on junk and so on, but it is a guest network so that Wi-Fi would be open here at the church, but then there would be uh, another Wi-Fi uh, to take care of the needs of the church, live streaming and so on. But along with that, the camera system, one of the things that, that happens along the way is we have issues where uh, we can't have a second person in the classroom or we're, we might be running shorthanded. Our insurance company has told us we, we are with Mennonite Mutual. If we have a camera in each classroom that's recording and so on, that, that it would act for their purposes as, as a second adult or a second set of eyes. Really, it's a safety measure. We live in an incredibly difficult day. And so we are, we are installing the ca uh, cameras. Not, this is another thing about transitioning. Now listen, a church without faith and a church not intending to grow would not do this. This camera system you gave to back with the Conquerors Through Christ offering. God gave us the money. We need to finish it out uh, as far as the, in, uh, the installation. But by faith, we put this in, believing that God's going to bring young people into this building and that he is going to uh, he's gonna bless us as we are properly stewarding them. We want to do that. In our buses, we have a camera system that records the, um, the travel, both directions, the, what's going on outside of, on front of the bus and what's going inside of the bus. Why? For protection. There's so many allegations. We'll have uh, cameras that know who, uh, who goes in and out of the office. We'll, we'll just why? For protection, all right? And uh, I, I don't like cameras. I don't like uh, going every which way in, in our society, the, the cameras that, that are constantly every which way, but uh, it, it does help us with this matter of the accusations that, that abound in our culture. We want to be above board. And so those are, those are continuing to go in. I mentioned that this morning. Brother Mike is, is working on that. Um, on February the 22nd, that's a Sunday evening, um, I would like to take the, the findings from the feasibility study and present what they have given as a master plan and as well um, the, the next step in, in what we have discovered from the feasibility study. You say, what, what happened to the feasibility study? Well, last year, part of the Conquerors Through Christ offering, we gave to uh, study uh, what we can do with this piece of property. And part of that, that plan or the purpose of that was to plan for auditorium improvements to ensure maximum use. How can we use this auditorium to the maximum? To plan for access to the, um, to the street for street parking. Uh, if, if we fill up this auditorium, there's no, um, there's no parking spots left. And that happened uh, especially an Easter ago where it, when this was filled, the, the, the the parking lot is completely full, and so to have access for street parking, very important and uh, helpful. And so we want to see the stairs go back down as well as I just envision people driving by and actually see stairs up into our building. 
that says, welcome, come on in. And instead of, ha-ha, go find the door. You know, like, figure, figure out where the door is. We challenge you, right? All right, so we want to we put those back, back down there. My understanding is they're buried under there, so we might need to do a, a, little bit of, uh, a, a little bit of work on that. But you know what? We have a friend that does concrete work, and his name is Frank Suglio, and he wants to help us get, those, uh, get that put in. And so I've been talking to him a little bit about that. But I want to present that on, that on that night, as well as we did the feasibility study to plan for future expansion. What would it look like if, if, if we trusted God for, for the growth and for future expansion? Could we put another auditorium on this piece of property? Could we build, um, build out and use some of that, that land for a parking lot and, and so on? Does God want to grow his church? Well, does he? If we'll be diligent about our relationship with the Lord, be diligent about reaching, uh, reaching out with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not, it's not impossible. Friends, I'm 38. I, I guess I'm, I've got that now. God's called me here. I don't want to spin my wheels. I don't want us to spin our wheels. We're here to reach this community with the gospel. I, I, I do not want to stand before the Lord and say that we did not do everything we could as a church not to reach people who are, going, who are dying and going to hell don't have hope. We want to reach them with the gospel. So it's not, this is not about a matter of a growing I, I, uh, with numbers sake. This is a matter about getting more people to Jesus Christ. And I do believe the Lord wants to, to grow our church. I believe that, and the Lord's been percolating that upon my heart. And so I think you'll be excited to see some of these, these plans uh, and some of the, the, the dreaming that we can just do together and pray. Put it out in front of us and pray. God, would you do this? God, would you do this? Is it, is it possible? Yes, yes. In this day, no, we hold on until the rapture comes. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not buying that. Not for a moment. And so by God's grace, we want to do that. We want to continue to in, uh, improve our own area. Room 106 is still on the slate uh, to get a play area for twos and three-year-olds and update that room into a Noah's Ark theme. We want to continue. I know some of you have been given to the roof replace, uh, replacement. That's going to be a big ticket item. Mm, mm, mm. Not something. How many of you love to replace roofs? Uh, it's not a fun thing, but that's that's something that we need to consider and keep in mind and pray about. Want to update the missions display? We'll put out a local outreach map that we saw up at the the Great Lakes 3030 uh, thing. A large outreach map to help us to just visualize the whole city of Kettering. It'll be a satellite view. It'll be a, a beautiful thing. Want to update the the game room down there and just paint it and spruce it up a little bit uh, and, and call it the youth hangar. Uh, and have a, a plain motif. Brother Frank is going to help us out with some of that. And it's become a recent uh, desire to, um, to open up rooms 116 and 118 for a larger adult space on this wing so that we aren't walking, uh, walking down there. The fellowship hall can be the fellowship hall. We can have a larger adult meeting space on this wing, room 116 and 118. So just some of those things in our facility that we want to we update this year. And all these, as I said at the beginning, goals that we pray about. And will you pray about these with me? Will you take this, put this uh, next to your Bible or in your Bible, and will you pray about this with me? You say, Pastor, there's a lot in there. Yes, the most important thing is your relationship with Christ. The second most important thing is our outreach. The third most important thing is that we continue doing what God's told us to do right here in this ministry. Right? And so if we keep it in that order, the Lord will help us, and I, I, I believe that. I want to leave you with one last quote and one last thought, 
And this comes from experiencing God. You see that in that last page there? We want to find out where God is working and join him there. Let's say that together. We want to find out where God is working and join him there. God is working all around us. God is working in this church. He's working in your neighborhood. He's working in your workplace. He's working in the connections that you'll have tomorrow. God is working all around us. And we need to constantly be going about our business seeking to see what God is doing. Where are you working? Now, the fact is, some of the things that we think the Lord might be working in, he might say pause on until another year. And as I've gone back and reviewed a lot of things that we've laid out over the years, I've realized the Lord has paused it and then brought it back at another time. Or he's just paused it. Or he just got rid of it for us. Okay. So by God's grace, we want to seek where God is working and join him there. And would you make that the prayer of tonight? Lord, I've heard a lot of things. I pray that you'd enable us. But by your grace, would you help me to be very sensitive to see where you're working so that I can join you there? Is it in a backyard barbecue? Yep, I'm signing up. I'm going to be at that house. I'm going to help out. Is it getting involved in some service opportunity here? Yep, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to, I'm going to go right where God's working. Is it volunteering for adventure camp? Yep, I'm going to get involved. Is it riding the bus? Yep, I'm going to get involved. Is it praying about a, 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 a bus, a, another bus driver to, uh, to help out and to, to give, uh, give ability for there to be some, um, uh, some options and, and, and flex and a fallback? Yep, I'm going to be praying for that. Wherever God's working, I'm going to join him there. Is it doing an a, a adventure kids community rally, being a part of that? Yeah, I'm going to join God in that. Wherever God's working, I'm going to join him there. I want to be sensitive. Is it stopping and praying with my coworker who's going through cancer? I'm going to join him there. Um, I don't know that I said this, but I, um, when I got the call about Tracy Leach um, dying, our Kettering Fire Department, the, the lady that recently died of cancer, they, they called me, and uh, I, I'm one of their chaplains, but there's another chaplain that basically takes lead role on that, and he does a great job. And, um, but I recognized it, and here's what's very interesting about that. There was one day I stopped into the fire department and I was walking through and it was a ghost town. But here's this lady that was sitting at the front desk with a coat on, shivering, tearful. And I could tell something was wrong. And I, I talked to her for a little bit and I didn't really realize everything that was going on, but she's going into her second bout of cancer. And so I just, I just stopped. The Lord had obviously led me to stop in that day. Just stopped. And I prayed with her. That's the only interaction that I, have, I had with Tracy Leach. Whatever it takes, we look where God's working. God wants to interrupt our schedule sometimes to lead us to things that he's doing in other people's lives. And we say, wherever you're working, I'm going to join you there, even if it disrupts my life. And so that needs to be our prayer tonight. That's the thing I want you to go home with. Lord, where are you working? I want to see it this year, and I want to join you there. Would you bow with me in prayer? And let's just take a moment here before we leave. Take some time to pray personally. Lord, this is our prayer. Please help me to see where you're working and join you there. Help me to put that into practice this week.
Perhaps you'd find your knees tonight and just simply pray that to the Lord, but I encourage you to do so. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To learn more about Grace Baptist or how to have eternal life, visit gracekettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.